your honor. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And good morning to all you lovely listeners at home to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitled, David. That's right, that's right. David, how is it going? It's going all right, Connor. It's going all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. This is our final episode before we're both in school, doing school things. Obviously, oh, man. it's not going to change the upload schedule right away, but, you know, it's the fact that next the next episode we record, we will both be in, uh, well, I will be, you won't. Um, yeah, I'll just I'll yeah. be fucking. I'll I'll be at my I'll be at my dorm, and you will be mentally preparing to go to your dorm. Um, or I'll be in my apartment. Yeah, that, like you know I mean. right yes. now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, but yes, your your college space. How about that? Yeah, I'm just used to calling everything a dorm. <laughs> like the entirety <laughs> of college is a dorm. All right. Before we begin, I have a quick question. Uh, just just something unrelated to the movie. But, well, sort of related. So, it's weird to me that, like, so many Amazon-centric things became, like, commonplace for kids growing up. Like, everyone knows what a piranha is, but, like, nobody is ever going to experience piranhas ever. You're never going to see them in the wild. Like, you're never going to see them hunt anything. Same thing with, like, quicksand. We all know what quicksand is, despite the fact that, you know, no one's ever going to deal with that in the real life giant boa constrictor snakes like we all know what those are but that's you're never going to see one unless you're at a zoo like it's just so it's weird how like growing up at least even when i was a little little kid i knew what all these giant amazon death things were despite the fact that like you know we've never seen it and we'll never have to worry about it i mean it's it's exciting and exotic you know like, i guess but i mean there's lots of exciting there's, there's a mystery exotic. surrounding it it's, it's mysterious i guess i mean it's just weird because like it's those all all those things are like killers like that's what we know them for even as kids they're like these are the things that'll kill you so you better be careful you know but like why are we telling kids that they're these monstrous things that'll kill you they, they won't kill you like they, i mean they will kill you if you were there out in the wild but <laughs> you're not <laughs> like right. you're never gonna see them in real life like, as a kid, if you asked me what are some deadly animals, piranhas would be one of them. It'd be one of the ones I brought up. Like, it's, I don't know why they were such a commonplace idea growing up. Well, at least they were for me. I don't know about you, everybody else. Um, yeah, kind of. Yes. Anyways, uh, David, uh, actually, I guess this is mine, so I guess I can explain a little why I picked this film. Uh, in case you didn't know, I guess you picked on this episode blindly. We are watching, or we watched, and are going to discuss. The 1978 uh, kind of obscure gem, Piranha. Uh, it's directed by Joe Dante, who's the guy who did Gremlins. So he's and he's got a pretty decent repertoire of movies underneath his belt. He's not like an unknown, but nobody really talks about this movie. Uh, the reason I picked it was not because it wasn't very talked about. I'm like that's how that's David's mentality. It's not mine. Uh, I picked it because I was looking through James Cameron's filmography. Uh, because I just watched uh, I just watched Titanic for the first time, as mentioned a couple episodes ago, and I remember asking myself, like, see, I was going through his movies, right? And his first movie, the first movie he ever did, was in nineteen, I want to say eighty, I think nineteen eighty-two, maybe or nineteen eighty. Uh, he did a sequel to this. He was the one who directed Piranha Two, and that was like his first movie. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. That's not very. That's not very like him. And I finally went to go check out the first movie, and I was like, you know, this this screams something we should do on the episode. So I decided to do the first one. I could have done the second one to really mess with us, because, you know, we start with the second one. But I decided to be nice, and we'll just cover the first. We don't need to really need to cover the second. 
Um, because at least this one is generally well received versus all the others, which are not. Uh, there's one sequel, and then they did like a spin-off series. It was like Piranha 3D, and then Piranha mm. 3D got a sequel called Piranha 3DD. So the Piranha franchise is a weird sequel history, <laughs> but uh, we're just going to stick with the Joe Dante classic. Um, but David, what did you think of this cinematic picture? What are your thoughts? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Piranha. Um, so going into this film, I wasn't quite sure um, what, what to think about it. Um, like, I obviously knew it was, uh, it was, it was a horror movie or at least going to have like some horror elements. Um, as like, as I kind of, kind of mentioned earlier, um, Piranha's, have have that like element of, of mystery and, and exoticness to them um, and have that kind of like ooh scary you know you don't want to mess with the piranhas because like they'll they'll eat you or whatever right because they're they're fast and deadly and whatever right and they make they make um, a, like convulsing chipmunk noises as they attack you. They yeah go, nah, 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 nah. They, 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 it's like no one since like this is like a, an American film, no one no one knows what piranhas really sound like. So they can really use any noise. I mean, like, great that they're fish. I don't I don't imagine there are a lot of fish that make noise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, no one really cared. So, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so, fun watching this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a bit what I expected. Um, it's it it felt extremely like formulaic for like the 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 horror kind of element to it like um like the the two the two teens in the in the very beginning of the movie you know end up getting lost or something <laughs> they, they <laughs> casually like they just casually break into uh in this like locked off science facility and see this yeah. giant pool of water and they're like let's just swim in this like why not like, yeah it's so yeah. bizarre and what's funny is it's, like, it's so random the guy and the girl's role change throughout the scene where the girl starts out being wussy and doesn't feel like she should go in and the guy goes you should come in chicken it, breaking the law will do you some good so she comes in, right? That's an actual line in the movie. Uh, and then she comes in, and then when they get to the pool, the, this mysterious pool that's like locked off and very clearly like something for science, like it's not a swimming pool. The the girl's like, "Let's dive in, let's do it." And the guy's like, hmm, "Not so sure." And she's like, "What are you chicken? Like, like you are just freaking out about this, and now you're fine to swim in the illegal pool? Like, what the hell?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of whack. Um, also, yeah, yeah like you're said, right about the query thing. Sorry, like it's query is totally paying homage to this kind of movie. So, yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. It, it's a lot of movies, a lot of horror movies um, take this kind of approach where like the two, um, you know, teens or whatever get, or two two humans, you know, get, uh, you know, caught up with the spooky, scary entity. Uh, in this case, the piranhas. Um, this the screen flashes, and then you get introduced to the main characters and the main cast, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And you know their uh, impact has some kind of, or I guess their their death has something to do with uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, the, the impact of, of the story going forwards and all that mumble jumble, whatever. And I mean, that's also a thing, um, that's also a thing that Jaws did. Um, Jaws was a big part of Jaws, and uh, this movie definitely uh, wants to be Jaws. <laughs> um, but yeah, like um, the the whole you know group of teens dying at the beginning. That's I think Jaws was a big a big precursor to that. Yeah, yeah. And that came out three years um, before this, so. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I mean the the okay. Then we flash like the the two the two main characters. Um, I forget their names. Um, There's girl the, and then discount Quinn. That's that's my yeah. for him. <laughs> I, I mean, the the point is, is that like, I never really felt too attached to like any of the characters, or like really cared what happened to any of them. Um, like, sure, we got to like get to know them a bit, but like, they just seemed very like bland and mm-hmm. and boring to me, at least to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that. The, I mean, I guess there are, like, some, some, some funny scenes here and there with them, but, like, Well, it's weird overall, to me, like, yeah, I, I don't to add to your point. Like, to me, the, the humans didn't really, the, the main characters didn't really act like normal humans. Like, they, they said and did things that just didn't seem quite right. Like, everything from, like, yeah. the the dude, like, the, the Quinn guy, the discount Quinn, basically being all curmudgeon and angry, but, like, does not do anything to combat the situation. Like, he doesn't want to go with her to go explore the abandoned plant. He doesn't want to help her in any way. But, like, he still does with really no rationale as to why. Which is already kind of weird. And then this girl who's, you know, who's sent out to do the, to, you know, do this job where she goes to go find those two missing people. Despite the fact that she's not a detective. It's weird that they establish she's not a detective. Uh, but still proceeds to break into illegal spot and tamper with illegal things. And just their whole banter comes off as like weirdly forced, and there's a lot of weird caricatures in this movie. Like the guy, like the lab dude who talks all like vague and mysterious, and the camp, <laughs> the camp counselor who's just this super over the top villain, and then the mayor guy who's I I don't really know why he was there. He's at the end, but he's like he's all like super over the top southern mayor guy, which I, again is totally trying to rip off Jaws again. But like he's really over the top too the 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 uh lab lady who has the secret uh secret relationship with the other lab dude uh the loot lab dude who is in the lab like everybody feels these like these really strange inhuman caricatures of what humans are supposed to be like and they just don't quite act right it's very bizarre at least that's how i perceive these characters (laughs) no yeah I, i i completely agree um i think my favorite line from uh the the camp counselor dude is uh grow some intestinal fortitude yes oh my god he's like this this guy is like getting pissed off at this like eight-year-old for not wanting to do pool stuff and he's like he's like you gotta do this you know he's like grow you know, get get strong you know get out there and swim like what are you doing dude she's like eight yeah. <laughs> she's probably not even eight she's probably like six she is dinky she does not have many lines in this movie because she is not an actress she's a child like it is just so funny how mad this guy gets that this little girl doesn't want to swim in a lake like right. man right. Yeah, I, and, I mean another thing another thing um nothing to do with the camp counselor but just like a, a thing right. i i think i noticed about this movie um the 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 for for the people to be like around bodies of water and to just be like so motivated to go swimming 
lot of the like older people, like the the the, the teens, um, they they don't they don't wear like bathing suits or anything. They just kind of like drip and well, go yeah, dipping. It's, it's like a seventies horror movie, and for some reason, the seventies really like just throwing nudity in, like completely er- erroneously. Like they just yeah. they will just throw nudity in whenever. Um, <laughs> but you just for be, some reason we did it a lot. Like there's that scene. Uh, okay. I have to explain the scene because it's my favorite scene in the entire movie. There's a point, a point in the middle when they get held hostage by these military guys and they're trying oh my to, God, they're trying to figure out a way to get out. It's really <laughs> funny. So here's how it goes down. The girl is supposed to distract the guard by seducing him to which she asks discount Quinn, who's posed this plan, but what if he's gay? And then he's like, for gosh sakes that I'll distract him, you know, whatever. So she go, so she goes up to this guard and she goes, are you gay? And the guard just, the guard is very rightfully thrown off guard. Like, what? Like, he wasn't paying attention to this at all. He's just sitting there. And she goes, well, I was reading an article. And then, like, dot, dot, dot. Like, she completely ran out of things to say. To which she just points to the air and goes, look, Superman. He looks up again, all confused. <laughs> to which she lifts up her shirt, flashes him without him actually looking at her. Because he was already looking up so like he's looking at the sky she flashes him and then i guess the flashing must have been the sign to or maybe the superman thing was the sign for discount quinn to get involved because discount quinn jumps out from behind a tent grabs a dude and knocks him out to which i have to ask what did the distracting have to do with anything at that point like he was just gonna jump up from behind him and knock him out so like why did they need the distraction (laughs) why did she think telling pointing to the sky and going superman and then flashing while he was absolutely not looking at her was somehow a distraction this is just the strangest collection of events it happened over the course of like 20 seconds and it's just the craziest 20 seconds of my life like damn (laughs) that was super spontaneous i was just sitting there like at this point in the movie i was kind of bored and i was kind of like oh well you know waiting for the scene to end because the entire second act of the movie kind of just grinds to a halt as the movie forgets what they want to do. Then they get, like, arrested by the guards, and they get arrested by the cops. Like, it just becomes, like, a, a really long slog. And then, like, out of nowhere, this scene comes in and goes from, like, 0 to 60 in 20 seconds. I'm like, that was more intense than all the other action scenes in this movie. Like, it was just insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. But in, in retrospect, like... I didn't realize, like, this movie reminds me of a, a lot of, like, the query. Like, just so many, like, elements and things that they do. It it, it, it runs quite parallel to, like, mm-hmm. 70s, like, horror genre kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, you've been watching a lot of, like, older horror movies. So maybe you can attest more to the how the query kind of lines up to no, I mean, this. yeah, you basically got it. I mean, taking away, like, the, the group, you know, like, the slasher movie kind of group of teenagers... Like, which is what he doesn't have. It's still pretty beat for beat, like, a, a very horror movie's typical setup. Like, you got those two people who die at the beginning, which kickstarts the rest of the people doing things. Um, they're really the And they're really the biggest difference, besides the main group, is, like, the main two leads aren't in any way romantically entangled. Because the it's, it's an old guy and this girl. Um, which I guess is different, but it's a little more like Jaws that way. I don't know. It's it's It does play out very much like a typical slasher type thing at first i guess as the movie goes on like i mentioned before the second act kind of just dies like all momentum just kind of halts there and it just becomes like all right what do we do now let's have them arrested and then let's have them arrested again and then have them break out like it's a very it's very much they were padding at that point but 
yeah, like, it does kind of play out how these kind of things would expect. Um, like I like mentioned before, those those earlier 70s horror movies and Jaws, those two are basically what this movie's blueprint is. Um, but that being said, it is, dis I guess it's distinct enough. I don't know. Like, it's not so beat for beat that, like, you could predict every five seconds. I'll admit, I actually did not predict the ending. Um, I did not expect them to do what they did in the ending. But that being said, it's not like it's groundbreaking or anything. <laughs> There's a reason this movie is not Jaws. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, goofy, goofy shenanigans. Um, <laughs> um, a scene I really did like, I actually did enjoy. Um, the scene where they're on the raft, like that whole scene um, when they find the kid and his dad. I actually really enjoyed that scene. I think it it was the first and I think the only time in the movie where it felt like the piranhas not only were kind of smart, but it felt like the it didn't it felt like the characters were in and are in a situation where the water was completely inaccessible. Like you cannot touch the water at all. Even in later scenes when the piranhas are attacking people and like you know when there's the larger groups of them, it still feels like characters can swim around. But that scene, it feels like you need to get on this raft or you are going to die. I think that was probably the most, like, decently intense scene in the movie. And I think they did a pretty decent job with it. Um, I mean, yeah. except for when they kept cutting back to the Pranas and I'm going, no, 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 no. But, like, that's, <laughs> that's not the movie's fault. That's just, how else are you going to show the Pranas attacking people on a low budget? But, <laughs> yeah, um, um, I didn't mind that. <laughs> a minor, minor thing. Um, not, not really, like, I'm... Uh, minor, minor spoiler, I guess. Um, the kind of like the end, like not not the climax, but like remember when like like all the kids and like all the people like in the water at the end. Uh, the, at, the, 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 at the camp or at the uh, party. At the both. Okay. Both of those scenes felt very long, <laughs> like very drawn. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but like it, it just, it just felt sure. like yeah. it went on like I get way vibe. too long. I think the movie did definitely like, they had, like show everything. Like mm -hmm. they had to show like people screaming, them underwater, like the piranhas attacking them. Like, oh, you can can stop now. We get the point. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's definitely the vibe. I think the movie does tend to have a problem where it feels like it needs to be longer. Like they didn't have enough content to make a full movie, so um, they kind of stretch it out. Um, like, I, like I said, the second act feeling very dragged out. And then, of course, like you mentioned, those scenes kind of feeling long. Like, it definitely does feel like the movie is trying to pad. Um, which, you know, the horror movies tend to be really short. So I understand that. Like, it's really tough to get content in horror films. Um, but yeah, you can tell there's definitely some padding. Um, a random detail. This is, very, this is very not super important, but it's a detail anyway. Do you remember, at the very beginning of the movie, when they broke into the lab... There's this stop motion creature, just in the oh, lab. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love it because I I kept thinking back to it as the movie went on, and I'm going, "What's up with that thing? Is that what the piranhas look like, or is that just a creature?" And uh, I, this is a this isn't really a spoiler. You're never gonna figure out what that thing is. <laughs> they don't explain yeah. to you what this stop motion creature is, what it does, or what its its it, its existence in the story has to do with anything. Like, it's, it's in there for a couple of seconds. It, it escapes, I guess, is what it implies. And they just never go back to it. <laughs> um, I love that. I thought that was really funny. 
like i was kind of hoping what they do is they'd have the creature like join the main character like the main characters he'd become like their little animal sidekick <laughs> like they could go on you know as they're catching the piranhas he could like communicate with the piranhas and he's like guys guys stop these guys are nice and the piranhas are like kill 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 and the little guy's just like that's no good we, they, they don't listen we got to figure out a way to stop them like <laughs> I, I would love the, the wacky animal sidekick in my hor- in my uh survival horror movie that'd be hilarious it'd make the movie infinitely better honestly i thought it was pretty cool um but no the wasted potential never came back uh, just man like i know I, it would have improved jaws too like imagine if jaws had a little stop motion shark buddy that'd be rad <laughs> oh sorry i'm just so sad the 70s weren't as fun as i wanted them to be <laughs> <laughs> which yeah oh man um so david i have a theory for you i'm i don't have you seen jaws by any chance no what the hell okay well go see jaws um I guess I'll pontificate, unfortunately, and I can't really pose this question to you. I wanted to ask, do you think this movie would exist without Jaws? Um, in terms of, like, w- when Jaws hit, Jaws was, like, the first ever blockbuster, like, period. Like, the fact that we have big-budget summer movies all started because of Jaws. That movie kicked it all off. The existence of Jaws definitely brought about other movies, but I wonder if this one would have been one of them. Like, obviously, the, the poster is very Jaws-like, and the the general story beats are similar to Jaws, but they're not the same. So, I just wonder if, if this movie would have existed without it. Because, like, it's not the same thing. Jaws, especially, uh, this is going to become a minor plug. I'll be really quick. Jaws is a great movie. Jaws is, like, a movie that's not just about characters, but it's about the entire town. The fact that they make the town its own character is really awesome, and it makes the movie, when with the shark's attack feel like there's like huge cascading effects where like when one when the shark attacks it affects certain people a certain way there's different reactions to it and like it's a whole societal experience it's a really cool movie really well really great script um and obviously this movie is not that it's basically just a survival horror movie there are a couple big societal moments near the end where a lot of characters are involved with something but it's not like they're really characters or anything um but like you know i think the movie um I think the movies definitely had its differences from Jaws, uh, but I, in my opinion, I think so much of the story was pulled from it. It probably wouldn't exist without Jaws, but you never know. Joe Dante's a cool guy. I'm sure he would have thought of something cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> random, random little tangent there. Sorry. <laughs> um, what were some other what were some other moments in this movie that stick out in your memory? Um. I mean, oh, I, I mean, I guess like the ending, like it kind of hypes up a sequel, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least it's a very ambiguous ending. Um, and granted, there was a sequel, so maybe it's it spins from it spins off from the story, but um, it very much it very much reminds me of like those very uh, old timey. You know how like in old timey movies they had like the uh, title thing would be like, or actually not old timey movies, old timey shows. And they leave you on those cliffhangers of, like, what will happen next? Stay tuned for next week's episode, you know? Um, uh-huh. It's maybe kind of one of those, which I guess does bring with it kind of like that nostalgic feel, you know? Like the nostalgic popcorn movie, you know? Um, I did actually kind of dig the ending. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, The movie does have an atmosphere of, of enjoyable cheese and enjoyable camp. 
Um, I do think it kind of should have doubled down, though. Like, I almost feel like it should have been cheesier. It should have been more ridiculous. Um, like, I wanted more of those that wacky scene in the middle with, with the distracting the guard. Like, I wanted more wackiness. Um, like, there are a couple scenes that are like that. Like, sort of. Uh, without, uh, without giving any spoilers, there's a scene later on in the movie where they're driving past a dude and they throw a pair of pants at him. There's some story relevance to that, but that's, like, the gist of it. Like, that's such a bizarre thing to show. Like, I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I want more wacky antics, you know? Uh, I want something yes. I want something bizarre to make this movie feel otherworldly, you know? Because um, as is, it's just kind of a generic horror movie with random insanity sprinkled throughout. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, man. Corona, Corona, Corona. Not just like using like 4D, 4D piranha. Well, I mean, they already have 3D piranha and 3DD piranha. Like 4D. I guess that's what we're working up to. Maybe that's what we'll do next. I mean, I haven't heard if there's any talk of the next piranha entry, the the newest entry into the piranha franchise, but I imagine they'd have to go to 4D. Um, Side tangent. Have you ever, are there any movies with the word 3D in the name that are actually good? no <laughs> yeah like that was such a 2000s thing in like 2000 early 2010s like we we just thought like yeah audiences are gonna flock to a movie where you have to wear a giant pair of glasses to enjoy it perfectly or else you'll watch it and just feel like the movie's trying to steal your soul like <laughs> like what happened why did we think that was a good idea i mean i used to think it was cool it was like oh my god uh, uh, spy kids in 40 oh my god <laughs> yeah i mean like it's, it's cool in concept but i feel like that that, that like uh, appeal wears off like the instant you've seen it once like the instant you see like how to train your dragon or avatar or a marvel movie in 3d in the theater you're done you don't need it anymore like it doesn't offer you anything besides just a, a shtick like something to make it feel sort of cool at the time i remember distinctly going to see that movie oz the great and powerful you know the sam raimi movie Um, oh yeah i remember seeing that in 3d and having a really bad experience with it and so i just kind of never did a saw 3d movie after that again um and i can't imagine going to see like spy kids 3d in 3d like imagine just getting your eyes obliterated by these you know stupid cheesy 3d effects like that just sounds like the worst thing I mean, obviously, th- this Piranha movie doesn't do that, but there is a sequel called Piranha 3D. I dread to see what that's like. Are we gonna have num 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 nums flying at me in, like from the screen? <laughs> Yay! Yeah, we could spend like the next three, four think stinks on Piranha movies. I could, I could really torture us if I wanted to. I like the power I got yeah. in my hands here. <laughs> I mean, we're kind of just like in a torture war with like these movies. Basically, know? I I will not spoil to our viewers what next week's episode is, but I'm I'm Dave. I'm afraid of David now. <laughs> but like this all like I understand I could totally torture. I could go further and just make us do a bunch of piranha movies. But I feel like collectively, right? We can establish that the first film being kind of a generic, chompy or campy action movie or not action horror movie. We are not going to get any better than this. <laughs> and this movie's not no. great already. No. Nope. <laughs> I, imagine, I, I can't imagine there's viewers out there 
who are sitting here listening to us talk about this lame movie and then sitting there and being like, you know what we need? We need you to talk about Piranha 2, directed by James Cameron, and Piranha 3D, <laughs> and Piranha 3DD. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, man. Also, Piranha 3DD is probably the stupidest name that I've ever heard. Like, 3DD. It's up there with Minions 2, The Rise of Gru. Like, damn. <laughs> The rise of like i think it's supposed to be called three double d but that's almost worse that kind of reminds me <laughs> of like uh you remember darkwing duck they they always call darkwing duck double d sure <laughs> or do they call dw sorry who do they call double d uh, i don't know i don't know they called anyone that i don't know i swear that's a thing Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is. Oh, well, whatever. Three double D. Uh, double D is just dumb. I don't think we should ever call something with two uh, letters anything like double whatever. Or like MM. I don't know. It's dumb. I don't like... Uh, <laughs> anyways, we're talking about Piranha. <laughs> um, do you have any last thoughts of Piranha? Anything Anything that's calling out to you that we haven't addressed yet? Mm, not really. Yeah. I think I said everything I wanted to this movie exists good for it yeah uh, oh did you like did you like the beginning where they had the callback to jaws when she was playing the shark jaws video game yeah i didn't notice that <laughs> it's not actually jaws it just says shark jaws but everybody knew what you were thinking like we all thought it <laughs> um that's pretty funny um all right are you ready to discuss some further questioning about this film let's all right i think the first one we should address is David, where does this land on the scale of uh, movies we talked about on this podcast? Um, probably like towards like the bottom half. Like, like I don't know. Like, I guess it's 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 better than like Tooth Fairy. Um, I wish I had like a, a list of all the movies that we. <laughs> uh, actually, if you want, so I, if you I, go to my letterbox. Uh, if you go to my tags, um, on the tags section, go down, scroll down to WTSYTA. I have tagged all of the movies we've done. Um, so you can look at that there. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. Um, they're, they're only in order of popularity, though. You could right, yeah. go to the top right and you could do sort by, uh, sort by your highest rated. That could change it up a little. Um, it's not as good as Midnight in Paris. Um, not as good as Apollo Ten and a Half. Um, I'd say it's like one below Fatherhood. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, I, I'm around that boat. Um, I'm I definitely on the lower end for me. I would say it's it's definitely better than the the uh, unholy trilogy of terrible we've had on this podcast with the star <laughs> tooth fairy and surfs up two, um, but it's it is that those are the only three that it's better than. It definitely doesn't have the camp, the campy insanity of Little Italy, um, and it doesn't have anywhere near the standard quality of everything else we've watched. God, we've watched so much mediocrity. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny to say that like. Little Italy is near the top. <laughs> like, in terms of enjoyment, like, if I had to pick the one I enjoy the most, Little Italy, Twister, and Surf's Up are the ones I've enjoyed the most. Like, yeah. which is weird because Little Italy is 
definitely one of the lower on the ranking wise it is a bad movie but it's very entertaining <laughs> very entertaining man oh little italy i'm just oh man i missed that movie anywho <laughs> <laughs> ride my magic carpet aladdin uh okay oh my god that's the uh, <laughs> line of that movie all right so david to our loyal listeners who enjoyed this movie or didn't like this movie and wanted a movie that was better, David, what would you suggest that isn't Jaws? <laughs> um, I won't suggest Jaws, just to be nice. I, I suggest playing the query. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's a really good game um, where, like, it, 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 it kind of has that same feel, but, like, it's, it's more of, like, a slasher, like, Werewolf kind of movie, not movie, but game. Blair Witch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Werewolf. Very, nice. very you'll, you'll you'll like that. Or maybe like Cabin in the Woods, maybe. Yeah, um, Cabin in the Woods is what I would suggest. Remind me of that too. So yeah, one of those. Uh, I will. I want to recommend the movie Hellraiser. Not that it's anything similar to this. Like holy crap, this movie is nothing similar to Hellraiser. But I just watched it the other night, and it is a horror movie that is not the traditional slasher formula i guess so there's that <laughs> i i would recommend that because i just watched it but um it is nothing like this movie uh i guess we're talking about like a natural force trying to kill you twister baby twister <laughs> uh that's about all i've got though um all right now this question david i i like this question i think this one has a pretty easy answer but i think we could go into why I think, David, this movie would be improved. I want you to know if, if you think it would be improved. If Discount Quinn, the male lead, was replaced with a completely dialogueless Nicolas Cage. What do oh, you think? yeah. I, I, I definitely think the movie would be so much better. Because, like, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't have to, like, hear him talk at all, right? <laughs> it, it would just, like, be, be pure emotion, right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I connect deeper with, with him as a character um i i i would just i would just i'd just i'd feel so much more remember like like the ending scene where like he's 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 saving us from the piranhas like like Mm -hmm. it it would just be so much more like emotional because like he he hadn't talked thus far but like we're seeing this man struggle struggle for his life right and and, then it'd be be beautiful like oscar worthy almost right it's funny that scene when uh, when he's when she's trying to talk to him. She's she's very unnaturally forcing him to answer questions about his divorce. Like, yeah, it wouldn't go be it wouldn't be awkward because he'd just be sitting there staring at her, and she'd be like, "I get the message. I wasn't supposed to talk about this. I'm sorry." And like, exactly. it leaves all these questions. Like, what did happen with the divorce? He has a daughter. What does he feel about the daughter? Like, what's up with this? You know, like it would be very mysterious, and I think it would be very gratifying to see him go out there and you learn more about him. You know. Um, there's this movie, Willy's Wonderland, a very classic movie. You should definitely watch it. It's great. But there's no dialogue for Nicolas Cage's character in that. That's kind of where I based this idea. But in that, you know, it's the cool horror movie where he fights, you know, he fights and has no dialogue. I think that this would definitely be improved if we had him in it. Granted, in 1978, Nicolas Cage's persona was not what it is today. We would need like a modern remake of this with Nicolas Cage without dialogue. But I think it'd be pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, that's pretty exciting. I think. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, 
Uh, so, David, any last things you want to tell the audience before we sign off today? I don't think so. All right, all right. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do greatly appreciate you guys checking in with us. Um, and we'll do a couple more things, Stinks, and then starting in September, we'll introduce a new schedule. Uh, we'll tell you about that in the next episode because I, I, I have a couple things I want to talk to David about. But thanks for checking in. Do appreciate it. Check us out on Instagram, what's that smell, underscore you thinking again for any updates and if we miss an episode or anything like that. We do appreciate you guys checking us out. Um, I've been Connor. This has been David. And thank you for listening to yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle, David. What's that smell you were thinking again? <laughs>